When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. We're taking a look at supply and demand for soybeans as we move into the 2022 growing season in Wisconsin. Mace Thornton along with us, Vice President of Communications with United Soybean Board. Mace, why don't you start out, tell me about global demand for soybeans. Well, as you know, there had been several years ago a big disruption in the market for exports because of the situation with China. And so, in particular, a lot of our folks who were involved with the U.S. Soybean Export Council decided to really reach out and develop markets in other nations, such as Vietnam, such as Indonesia, uh, to really come back on board with those dependable export markets that uh, our, our U.S. soy can be shipped to. And so that's been a huge success. Uh, we have had uh, great results from those efforts and, uh, you know, soybean exports are, are up. Yeah, I mean, 2021 was a record year for soybean exports. Now looking to 2022, I guess, what are those uh, predictions? So U.S. Soy really just did set a record for exporting more product to more international markets than ever before. Uh, during this past marketing year, it was a record 61.65 million metric ton of whole soybeans that were really shipped to markets across the globe. That produced right around $28 billion in revenue uh, that came back to our farms. This boost in exports really is a result of those efforts, as I talked earlier, about diversifying international markets and really looking at trying to distribute more U.S. soybeans around the globe. That new aggregate volume record, it really demonstrates the value of the investment that U.S. soybean farmers have made to create that positive impact for soy customers around the world, not only contributing to improved nutrition and food security for them, but also enhance sustainability. Everybody wants to get their hands on sustainable U.S. soy. And really, we feel proud of the fact that that has helped improve the life, the quality of life for people around the world. Is supply going to be there to continue meeting that demand? I mean, let's take a look at soybean acres predicted for 2022. What can you tell me about that? The latest projection we saw was that we are expecting to have about 91 million acres of soybeans going to the ground this year. That's an increase of right around 4% from last year. So even though we are seeing a huge increase in demand, the supply numbers that we see are going to be responding to that, as farmers always do, do a great job of, of responding to, to market signals. And so that's going to be the case for this year. United Soybean Board did use checkoff dollars to bolster up our domestic infrastructure, too, to make sure that those soybeans can get exported. Tell me about river dredging, what's happening in the upper Midwest to make sure we can get soybeans where they need to go. So one of the big investments that we have made is, we, so we can't, we could not invest directly into the actual process of dredging itself. But we invested $2 million in research, planning, and design for helping to dredge the river bottom of the lower Mississippi River from a depth of about 45 feet to 50 feet. And what happened as a result of that research was 
There was an investment made by the Army Corps of Engineers of an additional $245 million that really opened the door in conjunction with the Louisiana Department of Transportation to make that dredging possible. Uh, the, and the key benefits for that were not only does it improve shipping, but it helps strengthen our global competitiveness because of our beneficial infrastructure. What it meant was it saved about 13 cents per bushel for freight because it increased the ability of a barge by about uh, an ocean-going vessel by about $500,000 bushel. 500,000 bushels per vessel. Uh, that, in effect, added about $461 million in value for U.S. soybeans with a big chunk of that going back to the farmer. But are you seeing continued disruption in transportation with container shortages, um, international insecurity? Well, certainly, you know, container the container situation is one that is growing of importance to us as we continue to produce soybeans that are for specific end uses. So, you know, that has, they have to be segregated. So having container shipping is very important to us. Uh, we are aware also that there have been some um, some bumps in the road in regard to rail transportation just within the last month so some of those issues have come up um, so you know that's a concern but it's something that our friends at the American Soybean Association are handling from a policy position we can provide you know additional information and research to help point out where some of the infrastructure might need to be um, some attention might need to be paid to it, uh, but we can't really get involved in the nitty-gritty policy issue and debate that comes up as a result of that. Another question for you with the demand for soybeans as it is and prices of commodities as they are, but what about the consumer? How are they experiencing high prices for, for soybean products, and is there going to be pushback on that? The thing that we keep talking about is not only are our farmers responding to the bell here by planting, you know, 91 million bush, 91 million acres, uh, an increase of 4%, uh, but we're also seeing additional processing come online. There are seven new processing facilities uh, that are either in the works or in the planning stages that are coming online within the next couple of years. That's going to increase the amount of soybean meal and soybean oil that are available, not only for food uses, but feed uses, as well as industrial uses. So we feel like we have the bases covered from a supply side, from the supply side part of the equation. How about through renewable fuels and biodiesel? That is right now one of the biggest bright spots in the overall demand situation when we're, when we're looking at soybean oil. Uh, as I said, we are not only, our farmers not only planting additional amounts of soybeans this year, we're having that additional processing come on. And, you know, some of that is in regard to uh, the, just the demand side that we're seeing for soybean oil when it comes to biodiesel production, green diesel production. Uh, we're looking at opportunities for sustainable aviation fuel from soybean oil. So that's a situation that's going to be developing as we continue to ramp up the supply side. 
and we have that supply on hand to be able to reach out into those markets. We also want to make sure that we have ample soybean oil available for the food side because, you know, when you look at the overall reputational picture of soybeans, we know that our reputation basically comes from the human food and nutrition side. So we, need, we want to make sure that we have a, a really robust presence in that space. Right. You're kind of uh, balancing that demand for the, fu- the food, fuel, and fiber aspect of the soybean. We like to say instead of a food versus fuel situation, we have a situation in the soybean complex that it is food and fuel and beyond. Certainly. Certainly. Anything else I'm not asking you that you think I should be asking? I think there's just a world of opportunity out there, and we have made changes at the organization level at the United Soybean Board to really look at some of the key strategies and the key goals that are driving not only the the strategic use of checkoff funds that our farmer investors make, but doing so in a way that's efficient and more effective. We're looking at areas like infrastructure and connectivity, uh, innovation, and health and nutrition that really bring us down to the point of having specific goals in place to make sure that we are looking at the kind of research projects and the type and the types of projects that are funded by our farmers that'll bring that value back to the farm level. We are looking at number one, increasing the uh, resiliency of soybeans to add value at the farm level. We're looking at differentiation of U.S. soy, uh, the many advantages that it has over soybeans from other locations. And we're looking at the value that we can drive back to the farm, back to the soybean farmer from the reputational work that we do. Because soybean, in, in the soybean world, we have a great story to tell, and we want to share it with not only thought leaders, but also we want to make sure we're sharing it with the end users and the consumers on the food side who enjoy soy, soybean meal, soybean oil, and soybean food products as part of their daily, as part of their daily lives. Mace Thornton along with us, Vice President of Communications with United Soybean Board, offering just a glimpse at some of those priorities that checkoff dollars are looking to solve. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.